This is Brewers on Tap. Welcome you into Brewers on Tap, the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers, and now a spring training edition as we come to you from Maryvale in Arizona, just outside downtown Phoenix. The Brewers just about ready to get going with their spring training games and a full slate of Cactus League action coming up here throughout the month of March. Jeff Levering with you, your host of the podcast, at least for the time being, and you can get yourselves involved in each and every podcast, as always, by tweeting your questions or your comments to the Brewers and using the hashtag BrewersOnTap. Lots of baseball news to get to, of course, as, again, spring training games are just about to get underway. The Brewers start with a scrimmage against UW-Milwaukee on Wednesday and then a split-squad game with the Cubs in Maryvale, in the first spring training broadcast, also that Thursday, but in the secondary edition of the split squad game in Scottsdale against the San Francisco Giants. So that's all coming up. Credit Council revealed just a couple of days ago that Chase Anderson will make the start against the Cubs in Maryvale, while Zach Davies, although he has been battling some flu-like symptoms here over the last couple of days, he is scheduled to make the start against the Giants in Scottsdale on Thursday. Some news to get for you, and it's news from the broadcast booth. Again, last podcast, we talked about my opportunity to jump up from the number three spot and filling in for Bob Euchre last year into the number two role, uh, the spot that was vacated by Joe Block, who left to go to the Pittsburgh Pirates. The Brewers have made their hire for my replacement and the number three guy and my partner when Bob Euchre does not travel on the road, and that is Lane Grindle. He is scheduled to join the booth. Lane joins the Brewers after 10 years behind the microphone at the University of Nebraska with the baseball radio broadcast on the Husker Sports Network. He also spent two seasons as the Cornhuskers pre- and post-game show host before becoming a play-by-play announcer in 2008. In addition to his baseball work, Grindle has also held a position as the pre-game host and the sideline announcer for the Nebraska football team has also hosted a TV show for the Nebraska basketball team in years past, a big-time salesman as well. So Lane Grindle scheduled to join the broadcast booth. We're excited to have him. Very enthusiastic guy and a voice that might even sound familiar to some folks up in Milwaukee. Sounds a lot like a very young Matt Vaskersian. So we'll hear more from Lane Grindle probably next week in the podcast as he'll take over the podcast over the next couple of weeks. So we'll get Lane on the podcast when he comes down to Maryvale. It's no surprise that uh, the Milwaukee Brewers have taken a little bit different look over the past few months with David Stearns at the helm and Matt Arnold doing a good job of bringing in some new energetic faces and revamping this Brewers roster, making it very young, very athletic, and very talented. And one of the new guys to this roster is third baseman Garen Cicchini. Garen Cicchini joined the club, was traded from the Boston Red Sox to the Brewers in late December. Garen is a guy that I have come across in my past through the minor leagues as I was in AAA Pawtucket with the Boston Red Sox affiliate. 
Garen was there in 2014, really had a good year in that 2014 season. But Garen now finds himself right in the thick of things here in Milwaukee on the 40-man roster in his first spring training with a new club. So in this week's edition of Catching Up with the Crew, we catch up with one of the new faces with the Brewers. That's Garen Cicchini. Let's catch up with the crew. It's time to catch up with the crew in our podcast here on Brewers on Tap, and we chat with one of the newest brewers. And seeing as that we're down at spring training, we got to catch up with the crew, catch up with one of the newest Milwaukee Brewers. That's Garen Cicchini. And Garen, you know, coming into your first spring training outside of the Red Sox organization, you know, it's your first go around. You're starting to meet some new faces. I think that's pretty consistent with the rest of the clubhouse. Everybody's trying to get to know each other. Yeah, I mean, it's good. I mean, there's a lot of new faces, but mixed in, you have some veteran presence. So it, it's definitely a good mix and match, and I mean, I think everyone's excited to be here. What's the, the beginning part of spring been like for you? I know you guys just reported a couple of weeks ago, but what's this process been like for you? It's been good. I mean, there's a lot of good young players here, like I said, mixing with some veteran presence, and the coaching staff's been unbelievable. Uh, coming into a new organization, you're kind of weary of of uh, what to expect, you know, the different, you know, how they want to play the game and stuff. But it's been great, you know, the the guys have been great and the coaching staff has kind of brought me in and taught me the ropes of how to play the Brewers way. So I'm excited. As you mentioned, play the Brewers way. How is that different from what you've been taught in the Red Sox system? I mean, you have, you know, National League, so you're going to have, you know, double switches and stuff like that, you know, a lot more shifts than than it was in Boston. Not that we didn't have a lot of shifts in Boston, but we had some shifts. But, you know, uh, for instance, they never wanted the third baseman to play shortstop on a shift. But here, you know, you're wanting to play a little shortstop on a left-handed shift, stuff like that. So, you know, it's 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 good, though. I mean, um, I'm excited to get going. I think everyone's excited to get going. Garen, third base has been your primary position. You came up through, uh, you know, high school as a shortstop and a third baseman. Played a little bit of left field over the last couple of years, a little first base. You hoping to play a little bit more third this year? Yeah, that's what I was told. I was told take all my reps at third. You know, you'll play some first to get some uh, reps or some at bats there. So I'm excited, man. I mean, this couldn't have been a better opportunity for me, and uh, I'm just really excited to have a, uh, an actual true opportunity uh, to show what type of player I am. Garen Cicchini is our guest, and Garen, it was quite an off-season for you, not only switching organizations, but you got yourself married, too, right around the same exact time. Yep, got married in December, and uh, been dating that, you know, Katie for, what was it, eight years? So I think it was about time where I would have been single, so I'm glad glad to get uh, hitched, and uh, we're going to have an exciting life together. That's good, and, uh, you know, your parents were very integral in your progression in baseball you know I've known you since our time at Pawtucket uh, back in 2014 but you know other fans that are just starting to get to know you a little bit tell your story about how integral part your folks were in in getting you into playing baseball yeah I mean they were both coaches growing up and my dad's been at the same uh, high school for 30 years and my mom was a coach with him for half that she's not anymore she's just kind of behind the scenes but I mean they when (laughs) my brother and I work out together and my parents throw me BP every day so and hit me ground ball. So it's definitely a, it's a blessing. I get to work out, you know, in the sun, not in the snow like in Milwaukee. So uh, 
We're, we're very lucky on uh, the house that we grew up in. If we wanted to be baseball players, you know, we had every opportunity to be a great baseball player because of the uh, resources that we had. And the key word there is you said my parents throw me BP. It's not just your dad, your mom too. Yeah, my mom throws chair BP. She doesn't do the standing up stuff, but it's definitely uh, different. You know, when I first tell people that, they... They look at me weird and funny. I'm like, I'm serious, man. She does really good VP, and when they come and hit VP, they're like shocked, mm-hmm. you know. So, and she's good at what she does. You know, she studies it, so it's good. Who gives better hitting advice, your dad or your mom? My dad's more of the mental side. My mom is more uh, seeing stuff and how you're feeling, and it's different. They're two. I mean, they they agree on a lot of the same stuff, you know, but uh, they're two different coaches, so it's good. Your brother Gavin, uh, big prospect with the Mets. You guys train together. Uh, what's that like? I mean, it's. I'm sure you guys have your sibling rivalries because you're brothers, but uh, I'm sure you guys push each other too. Yeah, no doubt. It's good to, to have a competition in the offseason because, you know, every athlete thrives for that kind of stuff. So, I mean, he pushes me, and I try to push him. So uh, it's good, man. I mean, we don't have any of the fights anymore or anything like that like we did back in the day, you know, when we were young. But, you know, I'm happy for him for the season that he had, and uh, hopefully he can build on it this year and make his debut. Well, getting back to what you're doing here in Milwaukee, you know, you walk into this clubhouse here in Arizona, it just seems like there's a good vibe in here. There's a very positive vibe, and there's a new energy. And I know you weren't here last year, and in years past it was a different organization, but – does it feel that way for you guys when you walk into the clubhouse too? Yeah, it feels, I mean, it, it definitely, I, I mean, I haven't been with this group for a while, but it, I mean, it definitely feels different and the vibe and the chemistry that we're starting to, to make, you know, and um, that's a credit to the veterans, I think, you know, you know, coming in, taking us by their, by their, you know, by their wing and, and, and showing us the ropes on how it's supposed to be done and uh, I think that's a credit to them. They're keeping that chemistry alive, and then the young guys bring you know a lot of energy. There, it's, it's just exciting. It's just really exciting. Have the guys learned how to say your last name yet? That's the biggest thing. No, they don't. So they, they're finally catching on to Cheech. I just keep telling them Cheech, and they look at me weird, and they're like Cheech. I'm like, yeah, just call me that. Just call me Cheech. So everyone's calling me Cheech now. So it's good. It's, I'm glad it carried over. All right, it's catching on. The Cheech train is leaving the station. Garen, uh, thanks so much for taking a couple minutes with us. We'll see you a lot during the spring, okay? Thank you. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Garen trying to bounce back after a tough year last year in AAA. Handful of games up in the big leagues with the Red Sox. But a guy who plays some third base, He, you heard him talk about playing first and even some left field as well. But he's looking forward to playing a lot of third base here for the Brewers and that left-handed bat. And he's got a really sweet swing, doubles pop, a handful of home runs. But he's got a really good hack, and I think fans in Milwaukee are really going to get to know Garen and like Garen a lot here in 2016. Continuing on with some new faces here in Milwaukee, and the Brewers have a new farm director. That's Tom Flanagan. Tom Flanagan's been with the organization for a number of years, and he has held a number of roles as well. But this is his first season as the farm director for the Brewers, and with all of the new faces and all of the new names that are here in this organization, he is the guy that has to get to know every single one of them. He's in the midst of setting up minor league camp at the moment. He has been at the forefront for the winter and spring sessions for the minor league players as well before they report. So Tom Flanagan is a very important piece to this Brewers puzzle, and he is the man at the head of the farm. So in this week's edition of Let's Break It Down, Tom Flanagan joins the podcast. 
Let's break it down. It's time we break it down on Brewers on Tap, and we chat now with the farm director in his first year at the helm of the Brewers farm system. That's Tom Flanagan. And Tom, here at spring training, everybody's getting to know everybody, and I think this year, more than any year, you know, the last ten maybe, everybody's kind of showing up with name tags now. Do you, do you have a good feel for who these guys are now? We do. I mean, obviously on the minor league side, there's a, a tremendous amount of numbers, and what's really uh, been beneficial for us is we've had our early camp and our winter session going on so our full-blown minor league camp really doesn't get underway until the the 5th of march when the when the pitchers and catchers report and then on the 11th with the position players but we've been meeting individually with all the players one-on-one you know brief meetings just to kind of get their feet input from the off season get them looking ahead to the season so that's really been beneficial with our rovers and myself to be in there with the players and get to know guys, you know, kind of put names with faces with the new players and then just touch base on the guys we've known from the past. You mentioned all the new players. I mean, this has been one of the bigger roster overhauls, not just on the big league side, but you got an influx of minor league guys that are going to be contributing too. you know, getting to know these guys. It just seems like there's so many physical players that are out there now. Yep, absolutely. We've infused a lot of talent from a number of the deals we made starting obviously well publicized at the deadline last year and then kind of through the offseason we've picked up a number of guys that just getting to know the ones that are here already and watching them how they work and watching them on the field it's it's an exciting time definitely some 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 good pieces we've added one of the guys that's really been exciting he's only been a brewer for a month now Isan Diaz I mean he just came into camp and he's doing this early session and he's just blowing the doors off people in the best possible way yeah he's been he's been good we, we met with him and he's a kind of an exciting he's got a lot of energy to him and just just hearing him speak about what he likes defensively offensively all that and then watching him on the field obviously it's a special sound off of his bat and definitely a fun guy that's going to be uh, probably in Wisconsin this year but definitely somebody the fans will be excited to see. Tom Flanagan is our guest and Tom this is again your first year in this role how's that transition been for you? It's been great so far I've really gotten a lot of help from our roving staff Charlie Green our field coordinator doesn't miss a beat every day he's got the schedule lined out and it really keeps everybody moving we try and get the guys on the field and off, maximize the time out there, and uh, it's really been pretty smooth so far. Now, in the in the next 10 days, two weeks, when the full camp gets going, that'll be a little bit of a change from what we, we've had so far. We, we really have probably close to 75 players already on site and probably ramp up toward 140 in the next two weeks. So it's going to be a Quite the bodies flowing around down there. I can I can only imagine the amount of chaos, but from all the organizational skills that you guys have, it's controlled chaos, right? Absolutely, yeah. Everybody has a place. Everybody knows where they have to be, and when they're there, we've had we've had a series of meetings as the different players have arrived, and we've tried to stress to those guys if there's you know simple stuff. Communications really um, we hope has gone up so far, and we're trying to get a lot more feedback out of the guys. So. Um, they all know where they're going. They've been really good so far in terms of you know, following the schedule, doing what's asked. Plenty of guys out here are getting in extra work. So it's really been, really been good to see so far. So hopefully we can keep that rolling on into the season. Tom, one final thing for you. You mentioned your, your winter camp and now your spring camp that you guys have with your minor league guys. What are you looking for out of your players during these little camps? Yep, the, the biggest thing is just the preparation for the season. We obviously have an idea in mind. Uh, based on where they finished last season and, and the new players based on what they've done in their careers as to where they're going to start. We don't put a ton of stock in spring training games just because it's such a short window. Tough to evaluate guys in the spring. So we have a very good idea coming in 
aware guys, you know, assuming health, are going to start the season. But what we really want them to do is be healthy so they hit the ground running opening day at their club. So a lot of the programs are starting pitching heavy. We get those guys out here early. It's been great to be able to really monitor them and ramp them up correctly so that when they get to their affiliate, they're not rushed, they're not, you know, arms in decent shape, and they're ready to go hit the ground running. All right, Tom, you are a very important guy. We will be talking to you throughout the course of the season. So thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of spring. Appreciate it, Jeff. Anytime. Thanks. You heard Tom talking about the likes of Isan Diaz, who was acquired in the Gene Segura deal with Arizona, shortstop by trade, but he has said nothing but good things about potentially becoming the second baseman of the future for the Brewers. Again, just a young kid, Isan Diaz, is opening eyes, and he sat down with a couple of media members to express his willingness to move positions and just what he's looking forward to here in the spring session. Checking in on the farm. I knew there was a bunch of shortstops in this organization that, you know, they're pretty talented. But, you know, all I do is, you know, try to grab bits and pieces of everybody, you know, start to study and understand what they do and try to apply it to what I'm doing. Gatewood, man, Gatewood's a, you know, big body frame. Uh, obviously, Javier Bendicourt, you know, he's another good guy. Um, you know, obviously, Arcia, you got that's, you know, the one prospect. You know, best friend of mine, uh, Yadier Rivera. You know, another good guy, um, Villar, you know, so all those guys, you know, you always look up to, you know, no matter if they're, you know, playing with you or, you know, up in the big leagues, you know, you're always trying to figure out different ways to add what they have to your play. Right now, uh, you know, obviously I, you hear a lot of rumors, you know, hey, you know, we can see him at second base, you know, and I don't mind where I play, I don't care, you know, as long as I'm in the lineup, uh, but, you know, I, I can see myself at second, you know, and I would like to be hopefully one day be the everyday second baseman for this organization. And that's actually kind of where I'm leading towards. That's my plan and that's my number one goal. But you got Arcia, you know, and it's I'm not saying it's going to be difficult, you know, but obviously, you know, he's 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 going to be there for, for quite some time, you know. So, you know, you obviously got to figure out other ways, other other ideas, other plans to try to make it there, you know. And if you can't make it one way, you know, one side, then maybe you got to move over. I just want to get there and stay there. That's the whole plan. That's the, that's the dream. That's the, that's the goal, whether it's at third, whether it's at second. The outfield, it don't matter. Isan Diaz, very talented player, one of the best in the Pioneer League last year. The Brewers had an up-close look at him as he was playing for the Missoula Osprey and the Diamondbacks organization. Brewers, of course, have the Helena Brewers in the Pioneer League, and Isan Diaz did a number against the Helena Brewers last year. Speaking of the minor leagues, you can always follow our blog at minordetails.mlblogs.com. As the spring training slate begins and the minor leaguers start to report, we'll have more on minor details But we invite you always to check that out for all of the upcoming news. Tweet this. Let's check in on social media. We haven't checked in on the social media scene as much of late, but Will Smith has brought something to the table here in the spring with his Mom Joke Mondays. Now, his mother tells some pretty good jokes. Yes, they are corny and very punny, but uh, they are very good jokes. And Brett Phillips has become... A sensation here in spring training as well. And it's not just because he's a very good baseball player. It's because he has a very infectious laugh. And one that sounds almost like a barnyard animal, I think one would say. So Will Smith took to the Twitterverse and recorded a session with Brett Phillips and his mom jokes on Mondays. And testing him out 
on Brett Phillips just to see if he could get him to laugh. And this is what transpired from that conversation. Hi, guys. It's a uh, it's Monday. We're going to do Mom Joke Monday. As you all know, my mom has a lot of corny jokes. So we're going to tell a few to Mr. Brett Phillips here and see if we can't get him to laugh. So thanks, Mom. Okay, here we go. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? Ten tickles. <laughs> Why did the stadium get hot after the game? Because it was hot. All the fans left. <laughs> Pretty good, right? <laughs> How do you make an egg roll? How? You push it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Why did the bicycle fall over? Because it didn't have a peg. It was too tired. Tires. You get that I one? I get it. <laughs> There's the light bulb. What dog keeps the best time? The best time? The best time. A poodle? A watchdog. Duh. What did the duck say to the bartender? Whack. Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I like that one. <laughs> so do you. <laughs> It's not even hot out here. I'm sweating. How do you find Will Smith in the snow? Will Smith, that's you. You look for his fresh prints. You're not a prince. Prince. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And that's Mom Joke Monday. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. That laugh, it's kind of half mix between a goat. I'm not even sure how I would describe it. But Brett Phillips, I mean, he is he is a certainly an energetic guy, and he is going to be in Milwaukee for a long, long time. And, folks, it is going to be fun watching him develop into an outstanding baseball player and a great person off the field as well. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. Here's what's on tap with the Brewers. It's the first official Cactus League games. We got them on March the 3rd. Split squad game with the Cubs in Maryvale and in Scottsdale against the San Francisco Giants. You and I will bring you that one. The one with the Giants and the Brewers coming up on Thursday. And right around the corner, it's opening day, scheduled for April 4th against those same San Francisco Giants at Miller Park. And while those tickets are very, very slim to get to at the Arctic tailgate that happened this last weekend, and individual game tickets going on sale, the only way that you can get yourselves to Miller Park to see the Giants and the Brewers is to purchase a Fans Choice 10-pack. 
It could be tough to commit to games in advance, and that's why the Brewers have created this special ticket plan that lets you pick your games as you go. With that Fans' Choice 10-pack, you can customize your ticket plan by selecting the 10 games that work best for you. Plus, you'll get opening day as your free 11th game. If you're not ready to commit to games just yet, you can even pick your games as you go, as we mentioned. You can pick all 10 games right now. You can pick some later. You can also receive ticket vouchers for all 10 games and redeem them throughout the course of the season. Plus, with the Brewers' flexible 10-game pack exchange policy, you've got the freedom to trade out those games throughout the course of the season. So your schedule ever changes. It's easy to swap out those tickets for a new game. The Fans' Choice 10-pack starts at just $16 a game. You'll save up to 35% off the single game ticket price. For more information, call 414-902-HITS or visit brewers.com slash 10-packs. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Brewers on Tap, live from Maryvale. Again, you can get yourself involved with the podcast. Tweet the Brewers using the hashtag Brewers on Tap. If you want to talk to somebody who has got some questions for some of the new players, by all means, send them to the Brewers Twitter account using the hashtag Brewers on Tap. Thanks to our great guests, new third baseman Garen Cicchini, new member of the Brewers, and the new farm director, Tom Flanagan, for stopping by the podcast. My name is Jeff Levering. Thanks for listening to the official podcast of Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap.